0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Like I said last week, we're starting new series. Not just one series. It'll be about three series. But they all will be taken from the uh, epistle to the Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And... Uh, we introduced it last week, and this week we want to uh, continue with it. Now, the the vision of Cornerstone is to be connected to God, that's the first thing, to the body, to a ministry, and to the world. And that's very important to us, but the purpose of that is to be changed. If we're not going to be changed then I don't care what vision it is, and there are many different visions that uh, churches have, and all of them are good uh, to love God, love people, you know, some people visions, uh, world changers, or whatever the vision is, but it's for change of us. I want to be changed. I don't want to be the same next month as I am this month, and I want God working on me, and I think you want him working on you. Well, part of that is that we teach the Word of God because that's the, that is what's going to change us, the Word of God. And we know that Jesus is the Word and he was made flesh. And so we know that uh, it's very important the Holy Spirit is given to us to lead us into the things of, of uh, God. So we want to be uh, in the Word. So that's why I teach the Word. And also, we want to make sure that you hear the Word, see the Word, because we put it on the screen, or you have your Bible, or your electronic device, and then doing the Word. Doing the Word is more important than anything else. You can read it. You can uh, listen to it. But if you don't do it, no change. No change. And so we had guest speakers while I was uh, on my vacation or staycation, whatever you want to call it, uh, and one of those guest speakers was Lee Griever, and I was listening to a testimony last week after the service, and I said, Woo! boy, that's a good testimony. I didn't know that. I didn't even know you were going to be here today, you yeah. know, so... Uh, Lord, come on up. Did you call Lee and tell him you were going to give a testimony? <laughs> Lord Fox has given me a, a a testimony about uh, about the the message, and uh, why don't you share with the body, uh, you know, a little? Because some people here, they're guests. They don't know Lee Griever. Lee, raise raise your hand now, will you please? Yeah, that, okay. That's Lee Griever. He's he's uh. One of our former elders, and he's been in the congregation for uh, 100 years? No, <laughs> since about '88. Was it '88? Since 1988, and so uh, he's retired now, and he does missionary work. Uh, in the in the winter, he flies south in the winter, like the birds, because uh, he does he does <laughs> he does work at seafarers. So tell us a little bit uh, about what you told me about. Uh, Lee's message because they don't know anything about it,
1: so I like to give thanksgiving to God on and praise to him yeah. for everything um, Lee was ministering about um, our shepherds and at toward the end of his message he um shared how um him and his wife Jan they give toward the ministry here during the uh, summer months and things like that so uh, God kind of stirred my wife's heart. And um, we got together and talked, and um, we said that we're going to do the same thing. We felt that what the Holy Spirit was uh, leading us to do, you know, was to kind of increase above what we were given already during the uh, summer months. And um, so we got together, and and, um, we gave, and, um, you know, we didn't really uh, pay no more attention to that. But um, on my job, I had been praying for a raise and um, you know it's been a while we've been praying and believing for a raise and that uh, same week when I got my paycheck I had a raise on it <laughs> now, how, Thank how
0: long you. was it before how long had you been
1: praying for a raise 8-9 months maybe it, w- it was a long time uh, praying for a raise but um, right there is it's good within itself if, if God stopped right there I would be rejoicing in that But um, along with my check, I had three bonus checks on top of that. (laughs) So God is good. And um, I was at the store, and I had my food and stuff on the counter, get ready to purchase it. And this guy came up to me and said, I'm going to pay for all of that for you. And um, (laughs) God can do above and beyond what you can even imagine and think. Amen. All right. Let's give God
0: a hand. Praise God. You know, sometimes, you know, we're praying about things, and God is ready to answer, and he's just waiting on us to release what's in our hands. You know, he'll release us in his. And sometimes we don't think they relate. Uh, but uh, thank you, Laura, for, you know, suggesting it uh, to, uh, to your husband there. Uh, because sometimes we as men uh, we don't think about those things. I know uh, Minerva is a is a giver uh, and has encouraged me so much so uh, she's already always ready to give so thank you laura and and I know we got other women and men in here that are the givers and thank you, Lee, for the message you know it, 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 uh, it did something uh, in the body let's open our Bibles, if you have it, or electronic devices, or just watch the screen, to Ephesians, the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. We're going to go through about four, three and a half verses today, and see what God does uh, in the next 20 or 30 minutes. Yes, I've never taught 20 or 30 minutes, (laughs) but I'm believing God one day I'm going to I'm going to be able to get it all in in 20 or 30 minutes. Paul, an apostle of Christ. And we know apostles are sent one. We know that uh, Paul was chosen by Christ to carry the message uh, of the resurrection and all that he did to the Gentiles and also to uh, Israel and to kings. And it says... By the will of God. Now let's stop there. uh, Because what does it mean by the will of God? You say, well, that's very simple. I don't need the Greek for that. By the will of God. Well, if you think about it now, there is a sovereign will of God that's going to come to pass Regardless of the situation. It's going to come to pass. That's what, uh, let's call it the decreed will of God. Then, well, let, let, let's go to a scripture on that uh, before we get, give you the next part of the will of God. Let's go to Isaiah 46, verse 8. Let's go there. Let's see what, uh, what God says. Verse 8, it says, remember this and be assured. Recall it to mind, you transgressions." And he's, he's talking about slitting Israel to Isaiah. And it says, remember the form of things long past. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. God can declare what's going to happen at the end. From the beginning. Because he knows all. He's eternal. He's not in time. And it says declaring. The end from the beginning. And from ancient times. Things which have not been done. Saying my purpose. Will be established. And I will accomplish. All my good pleasure. Isn't that something? He says, he says in verse 11 down the bottom, he says, Truly I have spoken. Truly I will bring it to pass. I have planned it. Surely I will do it. Whether he's talking about Cyrus or whether he's talking about uh, uh, you know, anybody else, he's, he can bring about what people can't bring about. You say, how can God use an ungodly king? How can God use an ungodly nation uh, to, to punish Godly Israel, we might be kind of shaky, but you can't use an ungodly nation to so God can use whoever he wants to use. God is sovereign. That's important to know. God is sovereign. He does what he wants to with whom he wants to do it well. And so um, let's go to another one. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1. Let's go there. Verse 15, I think we want to hit, it says, But when God, who has set me apart, even from my mother's womb, my goodness gracious. Now, can God do that? Can God set apart Paul, who is in Saul, from his mother's womb? Can he do that? Is God that sovereign to call somebody? Wow. He says that, and called me through his grace. My goodness. Grace is important. For he was well pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles as I did. Not immediately consult with flesh and blood. So we see a sovereign will of God doing that. And I was, in my mind, when I was studying this, I'm not going to go to all the scriptures that came to my mind, but you know how Isaac married who? Rebecca. She had... Two sons twins, right? And what did he say about the twins? The elder ones are gonna serve the younger one. Wait a minute. That's not that's not what you're supposed to do in Israel. But God, then they they had not done anything wrong or anything right. They were in the womb. And God says, This is what I'm gonna decree. This is what I'm gonna decree. So we see we have a will that's a decreed will. We also have just a a, a commandment, a command, let's say, will that God says, this is what I want you to do because this is the righteous thing to do. But he doesn't decree it. It's not his decreed will. It's his commandment will. Let's look at it. Like prescribe will, okay? That's a good word. Prescribe will. Let's look at one. First uh, Thessalonians five sixteen and seventeen. It it says, Rejoice, rejoice always. Do we rejoice always? Pray without ceasing. In everything, in everything, give thanks. For well, this is the will of God concerning you, in Christ Jesus. Now think about that. We don't give thanks to God in everything. We don't pray without ceasing. We don't you know, rejoice always. He that I don't. And so even though, even though that's God's will, that's what he wants us to do, it's not decreed. let's look at a, a good situation. Uh, that was good, but let's look at a, another one. Uh, how about do not thou shalt not murder anybody is that that is that, that, that's okay? Is that a, that God's will? Nobody should be murdering anybody. Is that right? That's right. but yet and still, they did. They murdered Jesus. In other words, God can command something not to be done. Do not kill. Do not, I don't want you to steal. Don't commit adultery. He, he can do that. He said, do not do this. But then he can also, what he told you not to do, he can decree that it be done. You say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. As you're reading the scripture, you know, these things, if you, you know, do what I've suggested to us many times is that we meditate on the word. We kind of chew it around. We kind of read between the lines. We want to ask God about things. We want to write in the margins. We want to look up things uh, because it's important to know what is God saying because we could just pass over a lot of things just say, well, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year, and we read through it, but uh, that's not what I suggest. I suggest, you know, really, you can stay in one book a year. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're, you're, you're chewing it, you're studying it, you're, you're meditating on it, you're trying to memorize it and things like that, it's very important. And so let's, let's turn to, I think, um. Acts chapter four would be a good one. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter four. I think that's where we want to go. Verse twenty-seven. Now it talks about uh, Herod. It talks about Pilate. It talks about the people of Israel. Uh, in verse twenty-seven, that they came together against the the holy servant. Jesus, whom God has anointed, let's look at verse twenty. Let's look at verse twenty-eight. They came together. God's already said, "Do not kill, do not." I don't want you murdering anybody. But it says, "To do," they came together against Jesus, God's anointed. To do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. Did God predestine that Jesus die on a cross? Yeah, he did. But he also said, don't murder. And so these things I want to just bring to your attention as you're reading the scripture. Let's ask questions. That's important. Let's go down uh, to verse 2. It says, "Well, you know," he, he said to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Jesus Christ. Uh, Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now that, that, that's interesting uh, because if you would look, this is a greeting now, and and, and Paul, the apostle Paul, in in his in, in the probably twelve books that that are epistles that he he uh, penned, it says that. Grace to you, as a greeting. Grace to you. Grace to you. Uh, if, if you can call, pull up the, uh, the, the Ephesians chapter 6, the last verse, I think it's 24. Let's look there, and we'll see uh, his salutation in the book. It was uh, was not in my notes. I'm sorry, but if you can put up, it says, "Grace be with all those who love the Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love." Now, what I want to emphasize is, "Grace be with all those." And now, if you were looking during your spare time, look in the in in, the in the in the books of epistles that Paul pen, and it, he's always going to say, grace to you, to you, at the beginning, and then at the end, he's going to say, grace be with you. He might say, like in in, in Timothy, uh, first and second in Titus, he'll say sometimes, to Timothy, um, then he'll, he'll say some more words, then he says, Grace, peace, mercy uh, from God the Father. But it's still to you because he's talking to Timothy, to Titus. To Titus, grace, peace be multiplied to you. you now, the question is, what difference does it make? What difference does that make that you're going to spend my time sitting here talking about to you versus with you? Well, just think. You came today and I want us to have a different mindset when we come to service because I want you to think that God is gonna give you something. Would you do you want anything or you just came just to make a show? You came to get something, didn't you? I hope you came to get something. Well, what we want to get is grace. Peace, long-suffering, mercy. We want to get everything that God has part of his character because we're supposed to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit. So what, what what I want is to be more and more peace when I leave than when I came. I want to be have more grace when I leave than when I came. Okay, that's what I want. I want more, more mercy. And the Word of God is going to help us in that uh, because... Because when you teach the word of God, grace is supposed to come. And so he says, Look, he hasn't he hasn't started yet what he's gonna tell uh, uh, Paul or when he was talking to Titus or Timothy, he hasn't started yet, but he'll say, Grace to you. And I want to say, I want you to believe every time you come, this service that grace is gonna to come to you in order for you. To be able to go out with grace, because we need grace going out, to do the will of God more. It's going to take grace for us to do the will of God more. How are we going to forgive others that we don't want to forgive? We say, well, because God said forgive. Well, God said, pray without ceasing. I don't do that either. Uh, But, you know, I do it sometimes, but God, this person, ah, that's different. They did this right here. Most people I can forgive, but this person, I can't forgive them for what they did. Well, see, I believe that you came, and when Linda spoke those words, that was a good word, Linda. Where are you, Linda? Okay, that, that was a good word. Uh, that grace came. I believe grace came. When Lord came up here and gave his testimony, I believe grace came. I believe grace came to all of us to be more obedient to what whoever is up here speaking at that time when, when Lord it was late. Uh, but it could be anybody. And Grace supposed to come for you to now be able to go out with grace to do more the will of God. Because if grace doesn't come, you're going to leave here just like you came in. And that's a sad situation. Because we're not expecting anything. We just say, well, I hope it's a good message. I hope, you know, I hope he talks about something that he hasn't talked about before that I haven't heard a message on before. Uh, no, you come to get grace. I don't care if we, we say, say uh, the same thing. Uh, Jesus said the same thing. God said the same thing. Because if we read Ephesians, if we went through Colossians, it's going to say the same thing. Some of the same things in Colossians as in Ephesians. It just says it's a, a little bit different, but it's the same thing. And you say, well, man. Yeah. Grace can come. So that's interesting. And so I said, whoa, man, this is cool. I want grace. So as I'm speaking, I believe grace is coming because I want to hear the word too. And as I speak, I'm hearing the word. And plus I've been over it anyway. And so I said, oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Let's go to the verse 3. That was verse 1 and 2. Let's go to verse 3. You said, we're never going to finish Ephesians. (laughs) Ephesians. <laughs> God, I'm glad you're not going through Romans because we might be here for a year. I'm long on the same thing, going through four, four little verses every Sunday. Man. Well, is a God-breathed. The Word of God is God-breathed. So God wants us to gain something. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness gracious. That right there is worship, isn't it? That's worship. You're just letting God know. God, I'm I'm just telling you, blessed be you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Bless you. You're the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I bless you. As a matter of fact, the Lord came up here, and I said, I want you to give me your testimony. he first thing he did is what? Knowledge God didn't he? Knowledge God, because without without God, he can do nothing, right? None of us can, and so we look here and say, "Well, okay, I like that. Why are we blessing him? Why do we have to worship him so much? Who has blessed us? Is it okay to bless God? He blessed us, right? Who blessed us with every woo? Come on!" Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly in Christ. And then places they put in the so sound right. In heavenly places in Christ. In Christ now. In Christ. Now I told you in the first fourteen verses, and really it's the thirteen verses, you're gonna find in Christ, in him, in the beloved uh, you're gonna find that about thir- about ten times in-, in the thirteen verses. But it's in Christ. It's not apart from Christ. It's in Christ. So he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That in itself should give us confidence. Shouldn't it? It should give us confidence because he's saying here that God has blessed you with not just some spiritual blessings but in every Spiritual blessing in the heavenly. Every. What do you have need of? Do you have need of more love? Do you have more forbearance? A long suffering? Patience? What do you need? More joy? More peace? More mercy? What do you need of? God has blessed you with every spiritual. Everything spiritual. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly. No wonder he started off blessing God, but y'all don't believe that, do you? You don't believe you have everything you have need of. Then it says, "Well well you know, what else have you done? I know you've blessed so every spiritual blessing that's good that's good that's a, that's a beginning Come on, come on i want I want you to pour me a bundle above all that I could ask or think. Well he says here just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now that is a blessing. Would you not? Is that correct? Was it a blessing for him to have chosen the apostle, or let's say Saul, in his mother's womb, set him apart, and then called him when the right time was come to suffer many things for his name's sake. Was it a blessing? If, 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 let me tell you. If he hadn't, do you realize that Saul might have been just like the rest of the Pharisees? Because he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, Jesus says, you are children of the devil. Where are children of the devil going to go when they die? They're not going to be with Christ. That's the sure. you. Be asking for the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, not for a not for, for child of the devil. I'm so grateful that he chose you and me in him before the foundation of the world. Now, I know that you, you, there there's some here that believe, believe in differently because, because we have different doctrines out there. That one might say, well, oh, no, I don't believe in election. I don't believe in, in predestination. I don't believe in all that. I'm a follower of this person. And some might say, I'm a follower of this person. I'm a, oh, a five-point this person, I'm a five point this person whatever you want to call it we're not talking about people we're not talking about following people we're talking about following Christ that's what we're talking about and all I'm doing is reading the word of God from the new American standard Bible that's all I'm doing reading the word and I said okay okay that's good that's good he chose us when did he choose you before the foundation of the world. Were you already here? No, there wasn't no world here. How are you going to be here? Were you in existence somewhere? Maybe you were a fly on a wall somewhere. No. You didn't exist. But he, he chose you then. That's what it says. Maybe your Bible reads differently. Maybe your Bible doesn't say that. You know, because you can read that in King James. It's going to say the same thing, you know, in a different language. Uh, but it says, just as he chose us in him before the, found, before the foundation of the world. I said, okay. I like that. But I was told now that God didn't do that. matter of fact, some people, what they do is say, okay, yes. I believe that cause, because it's the Word of God. So let me see. Let me put on my tenant shades here, of my doctrinal shades. And I believe it is saying that he chose us, meaning the body of Christ in Christ, before the foundation of the world. He really didn't choose individual people. He just chose the body of Christ. So if you decide to give your life to Christ, at some point of time in your life, then you will be part of that in him. That's what it means. Oh, is that so? Okay. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's go there. And I think we want verse 15. I uh, Let's see what we got. Verse twenty-seven. Let's go there. First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-seven. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised and and the despised God has. Chosen the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are. are, So that no man may boast before God. No man can boast before God. Well, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. You didn't even have sense enough to give your life to Jesus Christ, but I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Oh, it's all about you, huh? your ability. But it says here in verse 30, but by his doing you you, it didn't say y'all did it? In the southern, it didn't say y'all. It says you are in Christ. By whose doing? In other words he says it's by His doing. You did nothing apart from what He gave you the will and to do of His good pleasure. That's it. And it says that, so don't say that He's talking about a group of people who one day might give their life, might believe the Word of God, give their life. No. It's talking about actually he chose I said well that's pretty good that's pretty good Lord I like that I like that may you be blessed Lord because you did this we, but now we still have Romans chapter uh, n- I, let's go to 10 nine and ten let's go there because he, he does say something that you say, woohoo that is interesting. How are we going to account for this? Okay. You know Romans 10, 9 and 10, right? Everybody's familiar with that pretty much. It says in verse 9, Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding riches, for all who call upon him. For whoever We'll call upon the name of the Lord. We'll be saved. So I don't want you to get hung up on, Oh, you believe that God chose some and then didn't choose others, so others are going to go to the Hades because he didn't choose them. I'm reading the word of God. I'm not trying to read uh, the other side of anything. To say, because he didn't tell me, well, you know what? All the, all the rest of you that didn't get chose, you go to hell. He did not say that. That's not written. Matter of fact, he says that, to me, that's what he says. He, he says that whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Whoever call upon the name of the, of, of the Lord will be saved. Whoever. That's what mine say. Matter of fact, he said, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he loved the world. So please don't come with me with any uh, well, the five point of this, one of those points, is that he I don't want to hear about no points. I want to hear about the word of God. That's what I want to hear. And it says that. How then are they gonna how how are they gonna call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Now That's important for you to know that even though you were chosen, you don't want to say, well, since I was chosen, since that's his decreed will, I'm going to be in Christ at one time or another, then I'm going to do nothing. I'm not confessing with my mouth. I'm not believing with my heart. I'm not doing anything. And if he makes my mouth move, and if he makes my heart believe, then I'm still not going to do anything but serve to do the same things I've been doing all my life before I was saved. I'm going to still, if somebody make me mad enough, I might I might run over with the car. And some people say, well, what need is it for people to... Uh, to go out witnessing to somebody if he's already chosen somebody, then it's gonna happen. It's his decree will. Because he said so. In his word, you don't have no clue of who gonna be saved, who has been chosen, who hasn't been chosen. I don't have a clue. I didn't I didn't know that I was. Until faith came, God had to give me some saving faith. He has to he it's him who gave me the will and to do. It's him who who put that in me. Yes, I had to say something with my mouth. Yes, I had to believe with my heart. But it's him who gave me the will to do that. Do you think the the, the, the Saul, a persecutor of the church, was going to say, Woohoo! hoo yeah, you come with this old light stuff. I'm still going go to Damascus. I'm still going to get 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 to all those who said they are of the way, and I'm going to bring them back to jail. I'm still going to do that because I don't believe in you. He can't say nothing but, Lord, you know. How did he he know to say, Lord, and and he just got, you know, knocked down. All of them got knocked down, you know. Because God gave him the, 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 the ability to know that it was him. Then he told him. Then he told him what to do. And he did it. Didn't he? Yeah. So um, I'm telling you that don't believe in all these stuff uh, that you, you know, I'm going to be a part of this person. This person, I'm going I'm to this. Well, I'm going this. Well, let's be a this. Of the word of God. And let's believe what the word of God says. Because when I came into Christianity, I just believed whatever they, whatever they were doing, that's what I did. Whatever they said, that's what I believed. I didn't read the Bible. So I had to believe what they said. But see, I told you, don't believe me. Believe the what? Word of God because that's the only thing going to stand. Heaven never pass away, but His Word is not going to pass away. So, uh, next week, we'll pick it up in verse 4 and go a little bit further. And I know you're excited and you're thinking, how long is this series going to go on? Well, what do you have to do? I mean, unless Jesus comes back, you're gonna be here, right? And if He comes back, then all of us will be taken up. We'll be, we'll be okay, right? Yeah, we don't have no need for nothing. We we'll get our new body, man. We we'll be, good. we're gonna be cool, yeah, right? But until that time, what do you want to hear? Do you want me to tell you about what's going on down on the Avenue? I mean, I can tell you what's happening in the news. I hear it, and I say, "What y'all think about what's happening in the news? About them? This happening way over here and way over there? Who cares, right? I mean, we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. But I want to hear the word, because if I don't hear the word, that's not going I'm not gonna probably pray. Really. Okay. Oh, I love y'all. Let's stand.